Hey, how you guys doing? This is the producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to What We Missed in Wrestling, our recap wrestling podcast where we go back from 1989 into the 90s now, uh, looking back at pay-per-views from the WWF and WCW uh, on the line. It's a, it's a two-man show tonight. No high flyers, no ground and pound. Uh, it's uh, Magnum BB. What's happening? Hey, what's up? This yeah, like, well, Hutch. This is the medicine we've been holding off on taking. We, I mean, this is in general, I think, been a pretty good series, but we got it. Yeah, here. yeah, Rick's we were we were avoiding this one. Oof. Yeah, we were avoiding this one for sure, uh, mostly because of the main event, but also because it's the WWF. I mean, this is really not our wheelhouse in terms of wrestling that we enjoyed when we were young. So we're going all the way back to April of 1990, Sky Dome, Toronto, Canada. Allegedly 67,678 people in attendance, the largest show of all time. I heard on Cornette's podcast that the number was completely fabricated. <laughs> they counted every single person that was in the building, all the maintenance workers, the concession stand people. So, you know, just another example of Vince McMahon just uh, selling more sizzle than steak. Granddaddy of them all. Yeah. Like, I, I guess. Show. And it's, it's interesting, like, the, the relationship with like WWF and the pay-per-views and just the change in style from what you see on TV, it's like, this is weird. Like, y'all don't normally do this. And how am I supposed to take this now? So this has yeah. been weird. Yeah, and at WrestleMania season had just passed us. You know, we kind of talked about it on our 64 Greatest Tag Team bit. And, you know, it's it's now it's expanded into two nights and however many matches and... I mean, it is just an absolute spectacle. And I watched night one of WrestleMania, and I was impressed. There were some good matches on there. And I didn't watch night two, not for any other reason. I was just like, I don't want to watch it live on uh, Peacock. I want to be able to, you know, skip through some stuff I don't want to see. And then when I woke up and found out that Cody Rose didn't win, I was like, I'm, I'm good. There's nothing else on that show that I need to see. So, um, yeah. Yeah. But the hilarious part is, too, like, I woke up and I was like, let me see if Cody got this title. Like, I actually, like, I cared about it. And I, yeah. I haven't watched anything of him in WWE unless I saw, like, on a promo or something, just put mm. through a video from something else. But, like, yeah, yeah it's, it, it seems like it was the time, but apparently yeah. And this was that time, I think, from here, because of the it's it's called the ultimate challenge where Hulk Hogan fights the ultimate warrior in the main event. I think this was that time where they were really like pushing like this is going to this is our Super Bowl. I mean, they've been pressing it before, but I like, you know, taking their two biggest stars, facing them off in the main event. Like, I think this was the biggest spectacle at least at that time you know and then you know leading on to all of these successful pay-per-views you know what we just had 39 i believe was the mm -hmm. one that just came this past so yeah um, yeah this is it's crazy but we'll get to those matches our watch along today is match number five which if you go to peacock <laughs> is surprisingly not there uh match number five was riley piper uh versus bad news brown who we've seen in a previous a couple of these previous uh pay-per-views uh, where they fight off, where they fight each other, and bad news leaves, or something like that. But this is most notably noted for Roddy Piper coming to the ring uh, in blackface, half blackface, I guess that makes it better. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to pull Hutch in for that, so we're not going to do that here on this version. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we we definitely got some thoughts about that. I Piper think we on the killed 
for them on every time they've appeared on any of these podcasts. So it should yeah. be an interesting watch yeah. along. Yeah. I, yeah. Piper was just the, the subject of the A&E biography mm -hmm. this week too. And, um, you know, I haven't watched it yet, but I did see the previews for it, but I'm, I'm good. Like I don't need to see it. And it has nothing to do with him doing and being in blackface. We've talked about this on every single show. He shows up. I don't get it. Yeah. Like, yeah, his work is terrible. His freaking promos are incomprehensible at times. Like I don't get it. But other than the fact that he never jobbed to Hogan, you know that that's that's his best feature. Um, so yeah, that, that's great. All right, hey man, WrestleMania got stars, brother Beavis. In 1990, man, WrestleMania got stars. Uh, nice. Steve Allen, Google it. Verona Barrett, <laughs> investigative yeah. reporter, just yeah. tears this whole thing down. She was like, they didn't get anything yep. past her. Yeah, this was some Hollywood Squares, uh, like, I don't know, some daytime superstar. Yeah, this was. Yeah, it, it's bad. I mean, I, say what you will about Cindy Lauper and whoever else yeah, was rock in and wrestling. Mm -hmm. She was relevant at the time. Rona Barrett, Steve Allen. Yeah. Mary Tyler Moore in 1990. Yeah. Oh, that actually, that the Sean Mooney interview of Mary Tyler Moore was probably the highlight of this show I, like she was seemed like she was trying to play along but she kind of wanted to tell yeah. the fuck off yeah. <laughs> this is that bad. was that was so, the part i was actually enjoying yeah there's a lot there's a lot going on in in between the matches and they had to throw something out there because the matches are terrible like up and down the card like i can't think of a match on here that we would have watched if this freaking blackface match wasn't the watch along I don't know what the best wrestling match is. I think we probably would have had to watch the main event just because, because yeah. most of the other matches are ass awful. Like just, there's just nothing good about it. So, but yeah, we'll jump right in y'all. So yeah, we got, uh, we got stars. Uh, it's Gene or not Gene Okerlund. Um, Gorilla Monsoon, Jesse, the body venture are our announcers for this. Again, as we've said on all these WWE, F pay-per-views, they are by far generally the best part of the whole thing. All right, and so let's count the colored folks that lose matches, y'all. Match number one, Coco Beware versus Rick Martel. On, on, uh, caveat on Gorilla. Like, he can call an old-school match, but he's mm. what a maneuver after that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anything anything beyond drop kicks, headlocks, backdrops, body slams. Yeah. It's all what a maneuver. So you don't you yeah. don't necessarily want him calling like the Rockers match per se. <laughs> well, he also goes with the uh, in the back uh, uh, area, like or you know in the spinal yeah. cord area, like but yeah. I'm sure calling out of particular muscular regions was, was yes. <laughs> all right, match one, y'all, and then they got this thing where they get they bring them to the ring and like. Oh. Like <laughs> it looks like those things that they use at the old red uh the Rose Bowl parades, like where they just drag them to the ring in these bits. Coco Beware versus Rick Martel. We've seen Rick Martel a lot here. I don't know that we ever did check to see if Coco Beware was R.I.P. I'm pretty sure he's alive. He's still alive. Um, yeah. Okay. I think All both right, these well, guys are alive. Okay. Yeah, but I wasn't percent sure. Uh, so as soon as I saw Coco show up, I was like, "Well, he losing. Uh, mm -hmm. There was no chance that he was going to win a match." I would gather to say that I, I never, we we're never going to see Coco Beware win a match on a pay per view on any of these ones that we're going to do. Um, thoughts on the match? Is Coco still doing the black people got hard head things? 
Yeah, I mean Coco has a sweet drop kick, but you're right. Like he was the he was the upper class of the job squad. I didn't even know if we would see him win on a, like a regular show. The only thing I would say about this, mm -hmm. like I've always been a mark for the Boston Crab, and so Rick Martel yes. put people in Boston Crabs. Uh, that would be the Quebec Crab, sir. Whatever. The Montreal crab. That's the that's Boston crab. crab. I know a Boston crab when yeah. I see one. It ain't no Montreal cream donut. Yeah. My Boston other note cream donut, Boston crab. He put him in the Boston yeah. crab. My other note in here is Martel's perm is spectacular. <laughs> uh, very puffy. Very curly. Yeah. Uh, again, if he would have been able to talk with that body, uh, he would have probably. And maybe, I, I don't, I mean, I would imagine he gets a run at some point here. Well, I guess it wouldn't be towards Hogan because Hogan's about to lose well, the title tonight. This is he, uh, so. he meanders. Did he even ever get the Intercontinental title? I don't think – I think no. I don't he just know fills he out this just like just below – like that the Intercontinental contender range uh, or upper tag team range. But, yeah. No, I think that was it for him. Damn. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Coco goes down. People of color, zero for one. As we keep a little tab here. All right. Uh, match number two, y'all. The Colossal Connection, which is Haku and Andre the Giant versus Demolition for the World Tag Team Titles. Uh, my notes: Demolition sucks. Andre is <laughs> Andre is washed. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Demolition finisher is trash. Um, and of course, Haku is the one that gets pinned. Uh, because you're not pinning Andre. And then at the end of the match, uh, Andre the Giant turns babyface, which was, I guess, inevitable as, you know, Bobby, he does this thing where he gets caught in the ropes because that's how many times have we seen him do that in these pay-per-views that we've watched? Uh, Every single match. However many matches we've seen, however many <laughs> times he's gotten tied up in the ropes. <laughs> yes, he gets tied up. He can't save Haku. Uh, Bobby Heenan gets in his face. Uh, and you know, he turns on, on the Heenan family and he leaves to cheers and whatever on his uh Rose Bowl parade float back to the end of the thing. Uh, like, yeah, it, it, I mean, again, we whatever that was Andre the Giant that people talk about, we did not get a chance <laughs> to see that because we were too young because he is done, done when we watch these matches here. So, yeah, new yeah. tag team champions, y'all, Demolition. Uh, if you go back and listen to our Field of 64 podcast, uh, did they make it out of round one? Because I'm not 100% sure they did. I, I think they think did. So. I don't no? think so. I don't uh, remember what their draw was. And I'm yeah, it wasn't great. Lost, yeah. <laughs> Causal Connection did not match it, make it. Much to Hutch's chagrin because he wanted every – Mediocre tag team of all time in this '64 <laughs> team. Uh, I don't think that one even made it. That probably didn't even make it to the simulator. But yeah, know. exactly. They must have been I, against somebody decent. Yeah, hold on. Let me pull this up. Or they I must have been it. against. They must have been against one of Hutch's boys for him yes. to not like make a beef about the for for yeah. whatever reason they're going through. <laughs> yeah, demolition beat the gangsters in round one. Oh, and then lost that's right. We did simulate that. That was yes, and then and they lost to yeah, <laughs> and they lost to the brain busters in round two. All right, we're good. All right, yeah. So, so yeah, obviously, they went the, the world tag team was the, the the scheme to try and get as much as we can out of Andre yeah. when he can barely yes. make it to the ring. This is another yeah. person that Hogan like chewed up and spit out for his own benefit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was kind of cool that he got, like, his baby face send-off at the end. 
fuck them fans. They've been booing against him for like three years, and then they exactly. come back right back around. Yeah, whatever. So, yeah, and he's he's deceased in less than three years here. Yeah, uh, Rip Andre's know, career, so, Rip Andre. I mean, yep. this was this yeah. was this was a sad end. So yes, for sure. All right. Match number three, y'all. It's uh, uh, <laughs> We have two RIP matches. This is match one of the RIPs. Uh, Earthquake, Earthquake versus did. Hercules. Earthquake did. Mm. Yeah, he did. Earthquake did. Hercules still allergic to the sun. He also did. <laughs> My note on here says, does it even matter? Honestly. Like, it's just two dudes. I mean, again, you, 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 you keep... Bringing up the point that's like, oh, all the card is just littered with people that Hogan ran through. Earthquake gets run through. Or if he hadn't gotten run through yet, he's about to get run through after this. You know, he's already gone through Boss Man and some of these other folks. So it's just, you know, a bunch of people that are thrown into a match. Like, oh, okay, hey, Earthquake. Yay. Okay, Hercules. Yay. Maybe about to tell me Earthquake ain't dead. I, we, I'm sure we RIP'd him already. He, no, he might be. I was just trying, John to, Tenton, I was trying to remember right? one thing about this this match. Uh, yeah, nothing. I, it was not memorable at all. So he must have, I guess they must have, Hogan and somebody must have already gone through the natural disasters after they went through the twin towers, yes. whatever they were. So yeah, I think this is, yeah. Yeah, these are guys that, I don't know if Hogan and Hercules ever had a program. They, I'm sure they wrestled in house shows or whatever. But I think it's been, yeah. um, Hercules. I think was around for a bit after this because I think then the next thing he did was like the Power and Glory with Paul Roma. I mean, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. former Horseman Paul Roma. Um, <laughs> yeah. So when you go to the Wikipedia parts of that, like Paul Roma is like on every black, uh, dark match. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't get well. Aired. He was he so, was part yeah, of that like upper class of of jobbers for them, and he looked great. Mm -hmm. But whatever. couldn't talk at all. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think Hercules, if I remember correctly, he catches was the young quite Stallions a few of the nuts boy, to right? the face. It was Paul Roma and Italian. Wait, Stallions. who was that? Weren't they? No, geez, he teamed up no. with somebody. He was, or maybe it was Jim. Mm -hmm. It was Paul Roma, Jim Powers, not Italian Seven. Sorry. Yeah, man, he sucked regardless. <laughs> um, my note here says Hercules, um, or not Hercules, uh, Earthquake athletic as hell. Like, he can oh, yeah. really get along at that size, man. Oh, yeah, and you know, he he does the, the, the butt drop into the chest or whatever. And my note on here is like Hercules takes it, like, like he does it, you know, he takes oh. it, but he really preps himself. Like, if you slow it yeah. down, he really is like. You know, to catch it before the yeah. 400 pounds falls on his chest. No, you're right. Like, Earthquakes, he's way better than the one man gang at this point. I think that's oh, what it is. One man yeah. gang is actually still alive, but Earthquake is not. So. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, the winner is uh, Earthquake as he's getting, I think, prepped. Because isn't there a moment where he, like, teams with Hogan and he turns on him? Or was he Typhoon and then he turned into. No, Earthquake? Typhoon was Earthquake's partner. So, Tugboat. Tugboat. I, I'm sorry, I know this. Uh, Tugboat yeah. <laughs> was one of was one of Hogan's bitches who they teamed with that turned mm. on him. And Tugboat of became course, Typhoon, yeah. and Typhoon and Earthquake were the natural disasters. Yeah, good lord. Yeah, I hate the fact that you and do Tugboat know that. Yeah, was so yeah, his brother-in-law or some shit like that. 
in the fantasy. No, God, awful. Match number Speaking four, y'all, is Mr. Perfect Kurt. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Perfect Kurt Annie versus Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Uh, hold on. Uh, yeah, this okay. So this keeps coming up where where we're doing the timeline or whatever. Like, Beefcake is gonna catch that parasailing thing after this. Uh, not too many months after, and he's gonna be out for a very long time. They build this match as they're talking about it as, oh, Mr. Perfect is perfect that he hadn't lost a match. But that's not really true because he's lost some matches. It's just, you know, playing it up for TV. And he's going to lose this one. Clean, no less, to Brutus the Barber Beefing. Any thoughts on this match? Uh, so as much as, you know, we've, I, you know, we never had a, anything necessarily against Bret Hart. But as much as now you can't help but watch everything he does, like, damn, he's good. Kurt Henning so far outclasses everybody else on this roster. It's ridiculous. Yeah. If you had first featured fall, if you had Brutus Beefcake in that pool, you have some <laughs> Nostradamus abilities because Brutus Beefcake sucks. Sucks. And the fact that they let him get over here is ridiculous to me. Uh, Henning's so good. So good. He's like you know, he's, I guess, like the slightly smaller version of Barry Windham from the heyday of WCW in terms yeah. of just like everything being great. Um, yep. And for him to have to job to this fucking clown is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and then they have, and then that's not enough. Then he also has to shave the genius's hair or whatever. So, yes, yeah, awful too. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, again, this, this is hope. Yeah, this is Hogan's buddy boy, Beefcake. Terrible wrestler, terrible gimmick, terrible on the mic. I mean, there's nothing good about Brutus the Barber Beefcake other than his ability to have a friend in Hulk Hogan. And, you know, he did his flying knee finish when he was like a solo heel. I, I, I did like that, but he was okay mm -hmm. with, with Valentine and they had a nice tag team run. But for him to be a single, to yeah. seriously, no, 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 thank you. Yeah. Nah. My note says here, um, Beefcake sucks. Uh, <laughs> uh, he gets a hit with a whole bunch of stuff and, and starts no-selling like Hogan in this match. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, he's like, oh, he's shaking things off like Hogan. I'm like, what in the wide world of sport, sports is going on here? Uh, yeah, and then the afterbirth, Lanny Poffo uh, gets put to sleep. And, uh, yeah, when he gets his hit haircut again no uh, that it's just it's just bad yeah just bad 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 but yeah uh kurt hennings you know gonna win the international international the intercontinental title after this after ultimate warrior wins spoiler alert uh, the main event uh he can't hold both titles so they put it into a tournament an eight-man tournament and hurt kurt henning wins that tournament and because ironically it builds it as winner take all this. but apparently it's not winner keep all yeah, <laughs> I got a lot to say about that match when we get to it. We didn't do the where the hell were you in April of 1990. Like, I'm definitely in college and possibly on spring break. Uh, so I remember seeing some of this, but not the main event. And oh, I think that was one of those, oh, I'm hanging out with some people and we're going to watch it. But then we're going to go do something else that's better, you know, than sitting here and watching wrestling all night. All right. Here we go. Match number five is the watch along, y'all. So you have to come back for the other YouTube video for that for Piper and Blackface uh, versus Bad News. So we'll jump to match number six. We could skip this too. 
uh, the Hart Foundation in an absolute squash over the Bolsheviks. Uh, like they don't even get their jackets off, brother Beaver. Yeah, yeah, it's not clear to me why this was even on here, other than that they didn't have anything else going on. And I'm assuming they went into something in the tag team picture, which was coming off the colossal connection. So whatever. Yeah, this was a waste. Yeah, but why? But why squash them? Like the Bolsheviks. I mean, I don't know any of the story behind that, but like, why? I mean, again, they don't even the, the Hart Foundation. I don't even think they get their their warm ups off, and then they and beat on their finisher too. It was like somebody's either mm-hmm. leaving town, they were hurt. I mean, it had to be something. There's on WrestleMania no less to get squashed like that. Yeah, this didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Hart Foundation finisher, pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Vicks didn't make the field of sixty-four. Uh, Heart Foundation, yeah. very good. I believe the Heart Foundation made it to the the final four, the round eight or final four. Yeah, no, they were it's round eight. I think they lost yeah. the DX. If I remember correctly. Yes, they did lose the DX. You're right. Thank you. All and right. just like the simulator, this, just like yeah, real I, life, had Brett refusing or Sean and Brett not working well together, and I heard it Noted. All right. Match number seven, y'all. Okay, let me get the POC counter updated. All right, we ain't never going to see this dude win a match, ever. It's uh, <laughs> the Barbarian versus Tito Santana. Okay, look, man. We've seen the Barbarian wrestle a whole bunch of matches. He's big. <laughs> he can't talk. He's as stiff as a board. He has the personality <laughs> of a cookie sheet. There ain't no reason in God's green earth that on WrestleMania that the Barbarian should beat Tito Santana. Former Intercontinental Champion Tito Santana. Looks amazing. Great body. Hair like a Greek god. Mexican Greek god. Whatever. How in the world does he lose clean, by the way, to the Barbarian? I, I, we've all expressed our love of Tito Santana on this series. <laughs> and now they're like, if, if Hennig's the best, Tito might be the second best, but they are clearly yeah. uh, treated quite differently. Um, yeah. 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 I, I don't even know why the only- if they were if they were prepping the Barbarian for um, uh, if they were prepping Hogan the Barbarian ran. for for, yeah. for for warrior, warrior or something, yeah. it's bad. He's bad. Like he's a bad wrestler too. Like the barbarian's a bad wrestler, and that was my thought too. It's like maybe they're prepping him for like runs with Hogan or the or, or the Ultimate Warrior, and they needed like a you know an evil heel. I mean, he's plays mm-hmm. that part great. He looks great in that part, yeah. but he's a very bad wrestler. Like, and I don't even think in NWA, WCW, did you ever, was he ever in a singles match? I don't even, I mean, I'm sure it had to be a squash maybe on Saturday night, but I mean, he was like, in the Paul Jones army and then, yeah. Uh, what is then the faces of, so he would eventually, I don't know if they teamed up here, but he and Ming became the faces of fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's just WCW. He was powers of pain with the barbarian yeah. or with the warlord or the warlord yeah which i'm sure they ran out of town because his name's too similar to the warrior so um 
my other note here says Tito looks great. Great baby fail, face sells so well. Um, too many Chicos still uh, from Jesse yeah. Ventura. I, I can't believe I don't just cut that out. It's just bad. Um, let, Barbarian takes his finisher, but he gets saved by the foot on the rope. So I guess that's the way that you keep Tito strong there. And then the flying clothesline takes him out and he gets pinned. That's it. Um, come on, man. That's awful. There's, yeah. there's no re- reason for Tito Santana to lose this match. So if you count Barbarian as a person of color, ain't he one of them uh, Samoans? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I guess it, you know that's a wash then. All right, so we won't count yeah. it. So, yeah, it's a wash. But all right. Match number eight, eight y'all. Oh, boy. This is RIP match number two. Nobody's alive uh, in this one. <laughs> and to be fair, yeah, even the nobody's running. career should have survived this. Oh, everybody's yeah. dead. Yeah. 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 Nobody's career should have survived it either, to be fair. This is a terrible match. Uh, it's Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire in a mixed tag team match uh, versus Randy Savage and Queen Sherry. Uh, <laughs> it's a terrible note. They listed him as a combined uh, 465 pounds, Dusty and Sapphire. Oh. Come on, son. <laughs> Come on, son. Uh, yeah. No, no, uh, Dusty's a solid. Dusty's a solid 350. A, a solid, at least three bills. And, yeah, at least three bills. And Sapphire is not shopping in the petite section. Um, it's bad. Uh, yeah. Before this, though, they did do a a interview with who was the lady you said with Queen Rona Barrett. With, I just right after this, Rona Barrett and implies that oh, Rona Barrett sex tape that she's discovered. Oh, but but I thought she interviewed her before. Oh, did you know, she like, are you coming back to wrestling? Yeah, like, yeah, are you coming back to wrestling? Oh, well, was oh, that's right. She interviewed Liz, you, which is like why? Yeah, yeah. I, and again, we talked about but, this. Has there ever been anybody yeah. who's offered less to a profession and gotten more out of it? I mean, just nothing. Yeah, she, she can't. I mean, and again, she looks great. Can't talk for nothing. Has no personality whatsoever. And it, and, and ironically, and we talked about this too. Like when she comes to WCW eventually or whatever, she looks so much better. Like her modernized, mm. non-teased uh, Charlie's Angels Congress. hair. Yeah, she's out of the like bridesmaid dress. Yeah, yeah, but it's still bad. I mean, I think she talked a little bit more in WCW, but it was still bad. It was nothing. Mm. It was bad. And this match was was great in this. Yep, Uh, I do want to put that out there. Um, Yep, she carried carried Sapphire for sure. And this whole thing oversold where she didn't need to for Sapphire, who couldn't do anything really. No. uh, yeah, that's that's bad. Uh, a lot of dancing and shucking and jiving. My note says um, by Dusty. Oh, like and they had, and the worst part was at the end where that where Liz starts dancing with him too. Yeah, that wasn't great. Um, <laughs> that wasn't great. So Dusty, Dusty was the uh, inspiration. You did your thing here? Yeah. Dusty was the uh, biography last week on A&E, and we both watched that. And, you know, Dusty winds up in WWF at the time, you know, as the common man. And then the common man turned into polka dots. And, you know, he got that shit over. Like, we uh, have been 
overwhelmingly surprised at how well he got it over, you know, but he only had like an 18 month run there before he's back in WCW. Um, and, you know, he was older. I think I or we saw him at a house show and like he came out in the third match. And, and I, I just remember like this feeling of like, why is Dusty Rhodes in the third match? I mean, this is a world champion. Yeah. He beat Ric Flair. Like he beat yeah. Harley Race. Why is he in the third match on this house show? What is happening right now? Right. Couldn't, yeah. Couldn't, I mean, couldn't understand. And it's a good and it's a great biography and a little rough to watch as we had talked Here's about. And yeah, but I mean, it's a great biography. You get a chance to, you know, get a little bit more of his backstory before he became, you know, the American dream, all this stuff in Florida and whatnot, you know, stories that you might have heard on like other people's podcasts or something. But I mean, at this point, we are really at the end of the road, um, you know, and he's not going to be there for much longer after this himself. And, you know, this feud with Randy Savage has been going on for a while now. And they added this, you know, it's just a terrible match to have. You know, at WrestleMania, if this is your granddaddy of them all, as they say, like, what's wrong with having Savage versus Dusty here? You know, do Gaga mm-hmm. in the corner with the rest of them. It just doesn't make any sense. But, yeah, lots of shucking and jiving. All right, so let me look through my notes. Elizabeth, fine as hell. Uh, polka dots. Uh, awfulness. Uh, lots of hair pulling. Uh, lots of oops bumps. You know, like, oops, sorry. And, um, yeah, that's as bad. Yeah. <laughs> but the crowd was way into it. The crowd was way into this match, like, which was shocking. And more importantly, who they're into is Miss Elizabeth. Way over. Like, again, no matter what we say about her. And why do you think that is, honestly? It was because there just was no, like, attractive, not no, but very few attractive valets back then. Is that it? Because it's not like she did anything to endear herself to people. I mean, other than she was featured in like their kind of biggest storylines ever, the whole thing with her and Macho Man. I mean, mm-hmm. that was that was a huge storyline with barely barely any match. I mean, they mm-hmm. they she was like a prop in other stories they told most of the time. I I don't know, just that that audience they were all about it. Yeah. And something, and when we get to the main event, I'm going to bring this up again. This idea is like, oh, WWF was for kids. You look at that main event, there is not kids cheering in that main event. Them is grown adults, tax-paying adults. It ain't kids. So this idea, oh, they're just gearing it towards kids. That's cap for sure. But my note on here says that they get divorced in 1992. So this is 1990. I thought that they did the wedding angle after that. Like where they got married, like mm. or or either very shortly before this, but they're actually divorced in '92. Yeah, so, I thought that was before this because I okay. thought that facilitated his babyface turn, which then led into the Mega Powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I, it's like get that part weird. All right. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Yeah. The whole R.I.P. match that was weird. All right. Uh, then there's like a seven minute thing backstage. I don't know what they were doing to the whatever, but you know, I was like, Oh, is Run DMC going to perform again? They didn't. All right, so next up, match number 10 uh, the Rockers versus the Asian Connection, people of color. Oh, oh no, actually, they win. No, they actually win this match, yeah, by count out, of course. 
but I, yeah, I was the like, salt in the eyes. Actually, it's uh, Marty Jannetty like is ready to get in, but goes the wrong direction, jumps into the crowd. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> I get it. Like, so he was up, but the salt in his eyes, the ceremonial salt. Okay. Yes. Uh, I get my note. Y'all know how I feel about the Rockers. Uh, yes, it, it, it was. It was okay. I think. I think my other note in here says you start to see like how good Shawn Michaels is or could be, though. Like you could start to see the separation there. It's like, oh yeah, you're Marty Janetti, but this is Shawn Michaels, and you could start to see it like a little bit more, where they seemed a little bit equal as we started this, but not anymore. Like he's like, yeah, you can start to see it. Uh, but yeah, there the the match ends on a count out as Marty Janetti catches the salt to the face. Um, from one of the Asian connection, I didn't even write the two nudes names down because uh, also who cares? Like, and, and you had mentioned this before. Like, why so many matches? Yeah. Like, seriously. Like, and this one in particular, it's, that are it's a lot of like four five minute minute matches or less. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Now it's switched from okay, so now we have a ten minute entrance. But then the matches go forever, too, at WrestleMania. And I, I, I think I texted this to y'all when I was watching night one. Enough with the freaking two falls, man. Enough. The false finishes. It gets out of control. Like, you can't. Is This is. I, I don't, I've never heard Cornette complain about this, but I, don't, I can't believe that. I haven't heard him complain about it. Like, you can't continually have all of these, like, false finishes like that. Like you just can't. It's just you know now you're just waiting for the false finish. Like you're just waiting for the spot, and then you get to the end, and then people kick out of finishers. You give them this incredible move, they kick out of that too, and then it's just like, well, what the hell's gonna beat them then? You know? I just I don't I don't like that. Like again, that's a modern wrestling thing, but whatever. All right, next up, who? Second biggest cheater in the federation. After yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the uh, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. The, the rivals this week on A and E was Hogan and Piper. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. That biography was the Iron Sheik. Uh, so bringing that up with Hacksaw Jim Duggar. Okay, so that timeline came up. So that happened in '87 when they got busted for uh, drugs, riding together, and breaking kayfabe. And Duggan was gone for a year before he came back. Okay, so he it wasn't a a, a firing or anything like that. They were just like, we're not going to use you on TV because they were so worried that they broke kayfabe that they could end the business. Mm-hmm. At least that's the WWE spin on it. Uh, you know, because all oh, it made and I remember this too when we was in high school. I remember reading that in the newspaper, and it was like in the newspaper, like as a legitimate news story. And everybody, you know, kind of clowning him for that. But, yeah, this is 1990, so Duggan's back. He's super over at this point. He's ho and two-by-fours and all that. This is, a, this is your former boy, right, against Dino Bravo. That was your boy. Well, okay, fine. I've heard it both ways. Of all, all the right, UWF uh, guys, I think probably Chris Adams is my favorite. But RIP. That's a different yeah. story. Yeah. Uh, lots- God, why do I always got to, like, get the murderers and the – <laughs> Lots of USA chance in Canada against a Canadian, by the way, Dino Bravo. Come on, Canada, get it together, man. Shouldn't they be cheering for Dino Bravo? Or do they just hate the Quebecers? I mean, I guess like 
they now with refreshing that story it's like okay they're like all right duggan we're happy to make as much money as we can but you know you're never gonna have a belt because of the iron sheik thing yeah. and maybe that was the discussion because he's yeah he's huge Yeah, because we kept saying yeah because we kept saying like how does he not get at least some sort of run uh my note says uh he's doug is still wearing the control top panties uh, so and he wins I mean, obviously that's not gonna thing but then he gets attacked by earthquake at the end and he takes i think three times three of those butt drops in the chest uh and he takes it so well and that was the note i was saying like when hercules took it so you know, and he's coming to jump down on your yeah, chest. You watch like, it on let me build a nest for you, son. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, let me go. But Duggan just like stood there, straight chest, and just let him plop on there. And you know, because Bill Watts would have find him if he, <laughs> yeah, or beat him up in the back. Yeah, <laughs> he took it much better than Hercules, and he took it three times. So uh, obviously, our we're going to see a feud here between uh, uh, Duggan and Hercules. But yeah, all right. Next up, y'all. Match 12 for the uh, million-dollar belt. Um, okay. Mm. It's Jake the Snake Roberts versus Ted DiBiase. Uh, again, Jake, I don't get it. I get it. Sorry. Okay, he had a snake, and he had a great finisher. Got it. But the rest of it, I don't know. Maybe this is his pre-crack era. Maybe that's why we weren't really sh- or what it was going on, but I, I got nothing for. I, I got definitely for think Babyface Jake wasn't as interesting. Like he was over, obviously, but I think when he was a heel, he was much more interesting. Right. Yeah, and people when he tried to hook the DDT every time, people oh, were like, yeah. "Ah, he's gonna DDT," you know. Like I mean, they were you know getting all out of that for that. Well, um, and it, there was, I heard one, some probably Cornette podcast, they were talking about like, like nobody ever got out of, like nobody ever kicked out of the DDT. It was the most protected mm-hmm. finish, like ever. Yeah. Until now. Yeah, which is crazy game. too. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I give DDTs in every match. Funny you should say that. My note also says, yeah, pile drivers used to be a finisher. Oh, uh-huh. pile drivers yeah. used to be injury angle. Yes. But now people i mean it's just a a a break spot um so what does my notes here say uh yeah i mean i don't know it was really just a regular old match really just between these two they've been feuding for a while since we got on watching these pay-per-views they had finally given dibiase a belt which is the million dollar belt you know, which was not a real recognized belt, but he was the one to keep it. I'm going to bring up DiBiase here when we get to the next match here because they kind of roll over on top of one another. But, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. You know, uh, uh, DiBiase wins by a count out. Um, Of course, Virgil eats that DDT because, of course. um, (laughs) And then he takes the money and he starts, you know, throwing the money out to the people in the crowd, which infuriates DiBiase. But other than that, just, you know, a regular match. You think anything else from this one? No. Yeah. Other than, like, Virgil. Like, yes. Like, yo, DBS is going over, and then you get all your heat back on Virgil. Yeah, exactly. And, again, I'm starting to think, you know, again, they gave him this million-dollar belt as a championship because he never was going to, you know, beat Hogan. He already really had his run, I guess, against him. But they obviously liked whatever that he offered. And, you know, in a couple, 
maybe in a year or so here, he's going to wind up teaming up with Mike Rotunda and, you know, informing their little tag team or maybe in 92 and forming their little tag team that they're going to have a long run with. But yeah, I, I don't know. Okay. So match 13 though, is the big boss man versus Akeem with slick. And, um, there's an attack at the beginning of the match. Like DBS, attacks, uh, big boss man, the big boss man is turned baby face. Now baby face with the Confederate flag and beating up people with sticks, but Hey, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> beating up people from africa yes yeah oh my god he's your lord legend uh a legend so um okay fine but he attacks him and beats him up outside and again this is one of those things like oh you hear cornette talk about this how are you getting beating people up and then starting the match or whatever like why didn't something happen this is a prime example of that and again his counter argument would be it didn't happen all the time which is fine i get that part but like how's the referee's starting this match here like he gets assaulted outside of the ring by ted dbs mm-hmm. like completely and then they gets thrown in the ring and then they start a match so uh i I, di- I didn't understand that part but big boss man that's babyface i don't understand that either help me out with that i think it was probably dbs he hired the twin towers or something and boss man wouldn't sell out because it was better mm. at morals and then all that <laughs> the program breaks up this colossal team after hogan's been done with him uh yeah i got it uh, that was my other note on here so when boss man is being beaten up by dibiase he's standing next to big boss man he may be taller than big boss man like dibiase yeah. is much bigger than we thought he was or at least i thought he was yeah he just, obviously- like he had no body like he had no build yeah but i think he was just, yeah i mean but he was tall and I just I was like, man, God, he's really looking Bubba face to face there when he's beating him up. I'm like, oh, okay, but yeah. Then anyway, yes, he gets thrown into the ring, and then Bubba hulks up too. <laughs> like this is a thing. Like there's a whole theme about people getting beaten up and then hulking up and then beating people. And he winds up beating Akeem with the they. <laughs> what did he call it? An unknown finisher. That's the Bubba Slam, sir. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, oh, his unknown finish. Uh, that ain't unknown to me, I man. I thought they called it the sidewalk slam prior to that. No, this one, I, I specifically. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. No, what, no, I'm sorry. What was it called? His preferred move. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. His preferred move. Yeah, that's yeah. It's bubble slam, y'all. That's what it's called, and that's the end of that match. Uh, two big men. Everybody gets a payday. I guess that's it. And then we have this performance in between here but by the honky-tonk man and greg valentine who has dyed his hair jet black to look like the honky-tonk man you gotta help me out here bro why this wouldn't come up yeah we i mean what's the point i mean honestly like again i just again this is one of the my, my note on here says this is why we never really watched wwf this is it it's like well you know you'll take something good and then you'll just ruin it with stuff like this. Like when the honky tonk like, man beat Ricky Steamboat, I was out. Like that was like, <laughs> I can't, I can't, you can't sell me this. I can't support this. Yeah, I can't support this. Yeah, I and yeah, this is bad. And again, it's like okay, uh, uh, Greg Valentine had to have some pictures of uh, 
uh, legal paralegal himself or something, man, because, I mean, he is so washed at this point, and he's still getting a run. He's just like he's still getting matches. Look how late this is on the card. I know. Like, the, I mean, you're the, like or, three the, spots like the, from the main event. Yeah, the 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 programming of this makes absolutely no sense. But there yeah. so all these matches are completely meaningless. There's a yeah. couple that have a lightweight story, but beyond that, it's just like I don't know. We we walked by each other once, so let's have yeah. a match. Yeah. Yeah, everybody gets a payday. I mean, that's basically what it is. But man, this this was bad. And they get run off by the Bushwhackers. R.I.P. Bushwhacker Luke. I think we did it on the 64 uh, Field podcast there. But, yeah, they come out and, you know, got to be on YouTube where they do their little thing. But whatever. Also, the greatest tag team of all time because they beat the Rock and Roll Express in the Crock Cup 1987. But that's a different podcast, too. All right. Our next to last match uh, for the uh, main event, y'all. It is Rick Rude versus Jimmy Snooker, and we update the people of color chart to get you to one and two. Okay, remind me of this. Have we seen Jimmy Snooker win a match? No, I mean, this is his. So he was his, like him in, in, in the early Hogan era and before was unstoppable. But this yeah. is now, he's back from trouble and on the pipe mm. and collecting mm. a check. So he's over, yeah. but they don't feel any obligation to get him any significant wins. So we've seen yes. him pretty much jobbing on these shows. I assume he yeah. like wins on the Saturday afternoon show. But yeah. Superstars. That, yeah. yeah. I, uh, yeah. I mean, again, as a young boy of color, like Jimmy Snooker, we talked, Hutch and I talked about this. I'm like, look, man, shit, it's Tito Santana. There ain't no black folks on here. So I guess we cheering for Mexicans and, and Samoans because <laughs> this is it. These are our folks. We got to go with them. And both of them jobbing out all the time. Now, what we know now is it's like, oh, they was never going to put over some yeah. freaking Mexican wrestler. We didn't know that then. But Snooker. The was, hilarious part is like, I'm not sure Tito and Jimmy Snooker weren't my favorite wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> You you recognize the struggle, um, yeah. It's it's just bad. And Rick Rude is freaking amazing, dude. Amazing yeah, body, great. amazing freaking gimmick. You know, even though he gimmicked him up and he gave him the stupid tights, and you know, and he's not even at his. Is he in his hit my music uh, space yeah. yet? Is yeah, he there? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And kissing the ladies in the crowd, like oh, oh yeah. my god, he's just so good. At this, and again, he's not long for here either. Before he goes back to WCW to, to feud with Sting, and I'm actually looking forward to seeing some of those matches or whatever. But I mean, they just were rolling Snook out there because he was a name, and he gets a next to last match on the card. Like, is this is wild to me? Although, Rude is going to get a clean victory here, and um, you know, once the Ultimate Warrior becomes world champion, he's the first feud up. Yeah. You know, uh, and you know where they had feuded over the Intercontinental title. He's one of the first ones to challenge him for the world title, or whatever. But yeah, Roots, Roots, great. Um, oh damn, that's R.I.P. match number three, by the way. Mm. Damn, 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 damn. R.I.P. match number three. That's awful. All right, so yeah, so he wins with his finisher and no shenanigans. 
So what does that say about Jimmy Snook? It tells you they they knew he did that shit. <laughs> oh, so you would you wouldn't mind Michael Jackson sleeping in the same bed with your kids? Oh, fuck no! All right, so anyway, but right. <laughs> did that shit. All right, the main event, y'all, which we've been avoiding for as long as we could. The ultimate challenge. There was like a seven-minute VTR before this, going over all of the stuff as they got to these two coming to fight one another. I would say I, I tweeted this before as a preview on Twitter to what we were going to talk about. I and the tweet was something to the effect of, "Hey, we're going to be reviewing WrestleMania six. Um, if the Ultimate Warrior was your favorite wrestler, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> or you're like, still a small child. Yeah, it, I mean, I, I I think I finished it with Ultimate Warrior is a bad wrestler, a bad promo, and a bad person. Bad person. What does that say about you <laughs> if that was your favorite wrestler? <laughs> I mean, there's hey. no redeeming quality at all about his wrestling career, even if you leave out him being a terrible person. I mean, he's terrible, dude. Yeah. Come on. I mean, he was a superhero comic book character on screen, and like it was just surface, surface deep on, and it, it just it was a little, it was just that presentation. His promos are hilarious, though. Yeah, <laughs> they're so entertaining for the wrong. <sighs> oh, I, I, didn't he have shake ropes as one of his moves in that wrestling game? Oh yeah, come on, man, I can't. I can't. This match. So this, this is, is the this longest. Is how, this is twice as long as the next longest match on this card. Yeah, and and there's shenanigans afoot as well. Okay, so you have two baby faces wrestling, which is all, especially back then, was a very rare thing. Mm -hmm. And what we know about wrestling now, somebody has to be the heel. Like somebody has to call the match and be the heel in the match, which winds up being Hogan. And if you watch this very closely enough, you can, because again, everybody knows Warrior's terrible. He has like th maybe two and a half moves, call it three. And you can see literally Hogan calling out the moves to him. <laughs> who, again, Hogan, not a great wrestler himself, but at least a veteran enough to be able to call the match. And, and I mean, you can literally see him calling the, the moves. Like, it's barely bad. But I will give the, I, my note, oh, I don't think we've said it, like, fuck Hulk Hogan. My note on here says Hogan gave him everything. Yeah. This is a great match for Hogan to put this dude over. He didn't have to give him as much as he did, and he gave him a lot. Yeah. Like, so much. Um, yeah, I, 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 my note also says I can't believe Hogan put him over the way that he put him over. Yeah, I mean, um, he, um, he Hogan sells a lot, and he's, uh, you know, he gets to go through his Hulk up sequence. Um, but you know he takes he takes the finisher first. I don't know how far he gets press slammed, kinda. Yes, yes. He takes kind of warrior's finisher on his back, mm -hmm. then use that's the Hulk up, and then warrior dodges the leg drop, gets yep. his finish. Hogan kicks uh, out at three and a half. Uh, <laughs> a, a a belly flop yeah. is the finisher. Uh, 
That'd and then, then the funny, the funny part to me is when Hogan like cries to the heavens, and uh, yeah, then he goes out and gets the ring. Yeah. He goes and gets the belt, puts it on him, puts him over. You know, I they should have just turned Hogan right there. They should have. Yeah, I, yeah, I, that yeah. Been I much think. Better. Yeah, I think that would have been as shocking or whatever when nobody was smart back then. Like him turning on him then would have been like a major business for Hogan, but I guess you couldn't have done it. He wasn't uh, turning in front of like, that fan base. Yeah, but and it, my note on here says so. I mean, there's the beginning of the match is just a bunch of like, you know, you do this move to me, mm-hmm. I'll do it to you. You know, like oh, test the strength, okay. Yeah. Uh, drop down, you know, shoulder tackle, okay. I'll fall down, you try now. Reverse into the ropes. You rose vow reverse. Like it was just a constantly yeah. back and forth. And then, but it goes way too long. The match is almost it's over 20 minutes long. Yeah. Like for these two dudes who are used to wrestling, you know, probably seven minute matches. And I'm like, oh man, come on, dude. Like it's bad. And they're the no crisscrossing like, on the oh. ropes is like, oh, come on, guys. Don't fuck yeah. Don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What I still haven't done, and I need to go and watch it, is uh, before they scrub it, is Shane McMahon uh, not um, being able to do whatever he did where he got hurt uh, in WrestleMania night too. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you sir, watched that or heard about it, but his, yes, I need to see. He still got it, oh, he's no. got a torn quad. <laughs> I don't know how 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 does how does somebody get a torn quad? Are there? Anything I don't know that contributes to that. Any sort of um, uh, training routines know. or anything that contributes to? It seems like Triple H had that once. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I, well, Vince tore both of his quads trying to slide mm, into the ring and that attitude. It's, it's odd that so many muscular people have those muscle tears. Like mm, yeah, couldn't couldn't be HGH. All right. Um, so yeah. So let's see. Yeah, the side tackles, the no sales, match way too long. Um, yeah, and then the rest hold in the middle of the match where he puts the bear hug on for God almighty. It had to be like at least three minutes. Complete rest hold. Um, and they do the Hogan's going to tap. You know, he's, the arm goes down. And then, well, whatever. Uh, yeah, it's Hogan's out. Uh, when he got thrown out of the ring where he took the um, the bump over the top like after the clothesline, what does he say when he's on the ground? Because it gets picked up on the audio. My knee is gone. Oh, yeah. My knee yeah, is gone. gone. It's gone, bro. It's gone. It's gone. Like, come on. Yeah. But then, no sales any of that for the rest yeah. of the match. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, yeah, many is gone. And then there was a spot in here where uh, uh, Warrior suplexes Hogan. And the comment from Jesse Ventura is like, wow, he got that? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Like, I'm just cracking up, man. Because I don't, I don't know. Uh, anyway, the ref bump looked very real. Like he really yeah. took that, uh, that bump there. Um, and then here, they keep Hogan strong here because there's five instances, five times, five times, five times, five times, five times, where he counts a warrior out, like out of three count, mm. five different times while the ref is out or out of position. You know, no slow count. One, two, three, five different times. Wow. So there's the keep Hogan strong. Is that like he actually won the match, but it was because of the ref. So n- what we know about wrestling now. Yeah, the and the crowd was pretty split. I mean, yeah, they were they were up for whoever was whoever was strong in the match or coming back, the crowd was, yeah. was with it. 
And that's what I was saying. It wasn't like little kids in there. I mean, of course there were, but there were some growing adults in there that were super excited about this match. And again, just because we hate both of them doesn't mean that, I mean, well, it means they're terrible still, but it doesn't mean anything other than, you know, they were able to get them to buy into it. Like, I think that's, you know, uh, a Vince McMahonism. But then he also realizes, I don't know, six months from now that this was a terrible idea to take the belt off of Hogan to put it on, you know, work because he's so limited. Like, he just, he could, he can't do anything. Yeah. But yeah, and you called the, it the schedule of the world champion to have to, you know, you know headline right. everything, be everywhere. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, for all the hokisms of now, he could go on, you know, Carson and Leno mm-hmm. and, and Arsenio and do all of those things because he had the personality to do it. Warrior didn't, you know, he's giving the about destruity and all that bullshit. Yes, exactly. Like, he just couldn't do it. And I think that was, you know, a part of the whole thing, too. Like, he just couldn't be the face of the company, you know. And, again, I think Hogan goes off. He loses or this match, and I think he goes off to make, uh, what is it, Santa ninjas or something like that? Santa with muscles. Maybe. I think that's where Santa it is. Santa with muscles, three ninjas. Three whatever. ninjas, something like that, because he definitely thought he was going to be a movie star. Mm. And then... Not too, much, not too much long after he's back in the WWF, and you know, he, he, he assumes back to the title. I think before the end of '91. Um, so yeah, that's that man. And yeah, you called the finish, you know, press slam, uh, but he kicks out of Warrior's finish, and then he hulked up, and uh, Warrior misses. He, he goes to the leg drop, Hogan misses, and he gets rolled up. Uh, with the belly splash, and then yeah, he my note says yeah, definite kick out at three, which is <laughs> kind of shitty. <laughs> he definitely kicks out at three, which is definitely shitty and a Hogan thing to do, and that's yeah. WrestleMania. And then we have hours of posing. Like if you go back and look on Peacock, them last ten minutes is all, you know, ah, uh, 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 you know, here, brother, here's the belt. Pat on the chest, like all of that. Hogan gets his freaking Return of the King ending as he goes out of. The yeah, game. like Hogan made it about it's himself. Not. Hogan made yeah. losing about himself for the, the degree that he put uh, Warrior over after the match and on his whole little ride out. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, again, what we know about him fits the bill now, but uh, you know, probably at the time, nobody would have you know kind of paid attention to that. So I'm going to give this WrestleMania. One out of four stars. This is bad. <laughs> There's not one redeeming wrestling match on the card. I wish like, I had more be... hands so I could give it four stars. The milk's gone bad. Um, <laughs> um, like it's just, it's just, it's not. There's honestly, the main event might have been one of the better matches. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. It, if you put, if you talk about expectation. Versus reality, the expectation would have been that it was going to be terrible, and it was. But it, I, my thought was it was going to be much more awful than it was, and it wasn't that awful. Right? It's not like the one that they wrestled in what '98 when Warrior came to WCW, where Hogan had to get his lick. And then let me get all my, let me get all my losses back, brother. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
Hogan Revenge Tour after he had already done it to Piper, I think maybe the year before. Like, yeah, let me get my lick back. So, like, yeah, I mean, because that was awful. Uh, that, oh God, man, we, we had a Patreon page. That would be a hell of a watch along because that's some awful shit. I remember that because that was in the, hey, we're going to get the pay-per-view era and watch it. And mm, that's that's awful. That's really, really awful. That might be a side angle topic at some point in time. So, yeah, one out of four stars, man. If I could give it less, I probably would. What you got? Yeah, it's um, it's one of the worst of all these pay-per-views that we've watched. Um, even as, like, cumbersome as Survivor Series, for example, was, like, this was just bad. And it's, and it's I think, just because there's so much, like, filler on it. And the, the celebrity stuff is really, like, cringy at this point yeah because they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel or the side of the barrel or whatever it's just it's not good and yeah yeah and, and and the celebrity stuff hasn't ended you know again if you mm-hmm. watch wrestlemania um night one at least you know i mean you saw it was bad bunny was there and snoop dog and god i'm trying to think of some other folks that were there but i think they just kind of transitioned from Hey, maybe it's not people that you know might need to have like some f- version of celebrity here now to kind of keep their name up. Where they transition to people like, "Hey, we know you like wrestling, and we're going to try to incorporate you into this in some way, shape, or form." Instead of the, "Hey, look, it's the cast of Party of Five sitting in the crowd <laughs> right now on Fox at eight o'clock on Thursdays," yeah. it's you um, know people that have. A love for some wrestling. Although, you know, when, what do we get? We got uh, we Jason, Jason, whatever his name is on WCW. We oh, yeah, Jason Hervey played Wallace. Yeah, Nutt. yeah. He played some dude on Leave It to Beaver. Yeah. And who was the playmate that like picked Flair and the? <laughs> okay. Yeah, so WCW does not have the celebrity thing nailed down. Either. No, I, and again, they don't get it until Nitro. You yeah. know, and then at the end, it was, you know, what well, we got Rodman and Carl Malone and, yeah, you know, but that was just hot shotting kind of too. But yeah. I, so Wait, so we are not in the area yet where uh, Lawrence Taylor wrestles Bam Bam, right? That hasn't no. happened yet. No. Okay. Because that's where they're getting the thing where a freaking celebrity comes and beats a real wrestler. Um, yeah, we we haven't gotten that and you know, again they have done that before you know Seth Rollins did beat whichever Paul brother was in that particular match mm-hmm. and dude I mean I know you hear Cornette talk about it. like dude is really good that that uh with Paul brother at that and it was a fun match or whatever but like you know they I think they're going to get into this thing coming up soon where like hey let's have the celebrity come in and beat an established wrestler because you know there's no reason for Lawrence Taylor to beat Bam 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 but, anyway. so many all right that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Five? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess Lawrence Taylor would have still been a wrestler at this time. They were in the 90s. They were, didn't they win the Super Bowl in, the, in 1990? They did. Did they win so again he was, in like 92? He was on hard times. No, they won in like 87. And then they won in '90 because they beat one of the beat the Buffalo or the first Buffalo loss, and I just I thought he was maybe out of the league 
by that particular time, or maybe he was, and he was just Bam Bam was still in world was like in world class at this time. Okay, all right. So this is part one of WrestleMania six. Part two is the watch along. Like I said, we will come back with that with Hutch as we watch Roddy Piper make a complete ass of himself and put himself in blackface. Hutch has got some videos that he shared with us about both of them talking about that particular incident. Again, you can't really trust wrestlers um, because they want to put themselves over <laughs> um, or what, uh, of, of that. Uh, there's no way that I, I, I don't know if you watched those videos that Hutch sent that Piper was like, yeah, it wasn't a racial thing at all. <laughs> really? Really? Okay. Well, that's good sure. That would suck. Yeah, well, thanks. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks, Rowdy, for letting us know that that's not exactly what we thought it was because if you hadn't told us, we would have just thought you were being funny. But, yeah, that's that. So, yeah, we'll come back with part two for that. And then what's our next WCW pay-per-view? That, Dusty's Hard Times promo uh, was <laughs> featured on that show. Uh, I think we're getting into hard times for the WW, WCW at this point. This is post-merger. So things are not great. So what is we it? Just, we just was Halloween havoc. No, couldn't be. No, we're in the spring. So is it Wrestle War coming up, or did we just get out Maybe, of Wrestle War? Because it's too soon for Great American Bash. Wait, is Ho- is 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 staying about to tear his knee? Uh, maybe. I think we're close to that. I think we're, we're close to that. My computer refused to work while StreamYard is active. Oh, hold on. I got you. So, 1990. Uh, Capital Combat, which was what we saw, which was Flair and Luger. So, July 7th, the Great American Bash. Okay. All right. Yep. Great American Bash, 1990. Main event is Ric Flair versus Sting. This is pre-knee uh, breaking. Um, oh, we saw the hit knee breaking because he came out. He came out at the tag team thing. Or he came out. He came sure? out on with a brace on the Sting and Luger match, or the Flair and Luger. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're right. That You're was right. The You're finish. Right. Okay. So this Hold will on. be his return. This is the return. Maybe this is where he goes over and wins the championship then. Yeah. Right, my computer's maybe it's freaking sound, let's say SoundCloud. It's StreamYard. It's making my computer act all slow. Okay. So we will get to that, whichever freaking WCW pay-per-view that we have coming. Yeah, you're right. He did walk down to the ring and got involved in that match where Flair wasn't going to put Luger over. Um <laughs> Gosh, that's terrible. So, yeah, we'll come back with that uh, as we move through 1990, y'all. And like I said, it's been a fun series for us just to kind of look back on some stuff. of, And really, people that we really admired. And it's, 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 it's kind of like a class reunion. And it's like, oh, who died? Oh, okay. Oh, well, what are you doing? Oh, okay. I didn't know that you wind up wrestling the great Muda three times and he mm. never won a match on this particular pay-per-view that's terrible for muda not necessarily for you but it, it was really really bad all right i got the wikipedia here coming we, up I don't so they have wrestled got through capital combat we didn't get the capital no. combat so, we so luger and flair again 
on a pay-per-view. Oh, so you, oh, what are the matches there as your computer will pull it? If this is the next one, uh, Norman the Lunatic and the Road Warriors versus Kevin Sullivan, Cactus Jack, and Bam Bam Bigelow, the aforementioned. Uh, I know you can lying, but yes, go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> Mark Callis, a.k.a. The Me, Undertaker, Mark. versus yes. Johnny Ace. Mm. The Samoan SWAT team versus Tommy Rich and Mike Rotunda. Paul, oh, oh, before you go on, hold oh, on. Oh, before you go on that far, man, even Mike Rotunda couldn't pull Tommy Rich to a championship. <laughs> Mike Rotunda got championships with <laughs> five different folks completely. Okay, go ahead. Paul Ellering, Teddy Long, Midnight Express versus Brian Pillman and Z Man. Mm. Rock and roll. Rock and roll versus the Freebirds. Doom oh, versus okay. the Steiners. And Luger mm. versus Flair in a steel cage. Uh, rock and roll and if rock if rock and roll and the Freebirds might be the best match there. Uh, well, keep in mind, or Doom, it's the Michael Bates, or Doom and the and, Doom the, and the Steiners, uh, yeah, and the Steiners, yeah, because that'll but, be short. Yeah, we've seen that. Actually, they're all all the matches here, other than the Ellering versus Teddy Long. Obviously, are in the they're seventeen minutes and up. Other than yeah. the first couple, what? Yeah, we wrestle here, y'all. We wrestle. We wrestle here. Yep. Damn, that's too much anyway. All right. Okay, y'all. So we'll be back. Like I said, look for part two coming up when Hodge comes back uh, for our watch along of that freaking racial hit crime by Roddy Piper. So we'll get to that and then we'll get to this part review sometime thereafter. All right. So this is the producer of this podcast. Remember, you can find it on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Amazon, anywhere you listen to these podcasts. Just put it in Brothers Comics. I'm signing off. Go ahead and sign off. Magnum BB. All right, we'll see you for part two. All right, man. We'll see you guys uh, for the second part when we bring Hodge back. Peace, everybody. <laughs>